Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Design Build Hunt podcast presented by Whitetail Partners. Here we cover all things whitetail property design, habitat improvement, and hunting strategy. Let's change your property for good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Design Build Hunt podcast presented by Whitetail Partners. I'm your host, Josh Raley with Whitetail Partners Georgia, and we've got a full crew on the line today. We've got Jake from Michigan, Sam from Wisconsin, Lee from Tennessee, and then a new team member today that I want to take just a minute to introduce here at the very beginning, Tim Kaiser. Mr. Tim Kaiser, how you doing? Uh, do well, Josh. How are you? Good, man. Glad you could join us. Why don't you uh, tell us just a little bit to get things kicked off here before people just hear a random voice chiming in on answers and don't know who it is. Tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got linked up with Whitetail Partners. Yeah, yeah, thanks. And uh, super excited to be part of the team. Um, based out of Eau Claire County, Wisconsin, so kind of in the, the western part of the state and uh, have had conversations with Sam over the last, last year or so probably, right? Um, just kind of looking at filling up uh, some of that space for Sam. I know he's super busy and uh, looking to bring somebody on board to help help take care of Wisconsin and Minnesota. So, again, really excited to be here. Uh, you know, for me right now, just having started at the beginning of January, uh, my focus is really starting to build out that calendar for this year. So, I do have a couple of uh, on-site consults booked already, but but looking forward to connecting with everybody out there and and talking management and hopefully uh, finding some more time to get some uh, some of those on-site visits scheduled. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I do just want to say like, this is just, uh, you know, you're, you're joining the team, Brennan joining the team. It's just a testimony to um, just the growth that we've experienced, I think, and the, you know, the, the effort that people have put in over the last year or so, uh, obviously starting with Sam a couple of years ago, but we've just seen tremendous results, tremendous growth. And uh, it's been it's been really great to watch this team grow. And it's awesome to add high quality consultants to an already high quality team. And I'm extremely excited to see where uh, where things go moving forward. So, uh, Tim, welcome to the team. 
we're going to roast you later. We don't, we don't quite know what the hazing process is yet, but there is going to be one. I'm ready. So whatever, whatever that looks like, I'm open to ideas. So, all right. What about the rest of you guys? How, how's it? I, I'm not even going to ask how's it going. Cause when I do that, we don't talk. Um, but, but Jake, I gotta say, man, you've had a great weekend. It was a pretty good weekend, so I'm, I'm not sure when this one's going to go live. So hopefully next week goes just as well as this week, depending on when this airs. But yeah, last night was the Rose Bowl, and obviously being from Michigan, I'm a huge Michigan fan, and that was one heck of a game. Uh, didn't look good early. Uh, they were trying to find every which way to lose, but they ended up pulling it together, and they the defense came up with a big stop at the end, and that was a pretty fun game to watch, Michigan beating Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I, I've got to admit, being from the deep south, I never would have guessed it. I would not have I would not have thought that was how the game was going to go down. It was either going to be a close Michigan win or an Alabama blowout. That's kind of how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I mean, you give Nick Saban yeah. a month to prepare for a team, like that guy's a great coach. And, and Michigan's right. a great team this year, but it's, uh, it's you know, Alabama, you know, they're no joke. So it was, I knew it was going right. to be tough, and, and uh, I'm just glad that they were able to, yeah, you know, the players were able to put together a, a good game and, and perform on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Outstanding game. And here's the deal, though. Bowl season is going to be over very, very soon, and our attention is going to focus uh, once again on Habitat. I know for us, we're pretty much always focused there. A lot of guys, though, taking time to do the Christmas thing, do the New Year's thing, do the bowl season thing, but then it's time to get serious about some whitetail work. So I thought we would just kick off this episode and, and really let the conversation revolve around what we're doing outside right now. Now, every every month, Sam puts out a checklist for that specific month a january checklist would be going out you know this month i guess you have you posted the january checklist on instagram yet yeah that's out there and i guess okay. we also like to say that asterisk for the north generally leaning i know that uh you and lee always razz us a little bit because you guys are trying to see when the rope's gonna hit but uh yeah no that that's uh, a lot of things we have going on obviously the the calendar looks a little bit different depending on where you are right yeah absolutely for sure. All right, so let's let's then talk about what are what are we getting into? Maybe start with Lee since uh, Sam set you up so well. So what is it that you're doing this time of year, Lee, in January as far as habitat work, whitetail work? What's going on? So just full disclosure, we're still like day sixty one of our rifle season, and I've got another thirty days left. So um, so we're still hunting a lot, obviously, and we're moving to our our late season patterns. You know, we're hunting food sources. Um, so man, woke up this morning, there were 13 deer on our food plot. So it's, it's the hot time to be sitting on those food sources right now. So, um, yeah, that's, that's step one. And then really as far as work goes, uh, I've been in the last, uh, podcast, but you know, I'm making sure all of my equipment is ready to go because console season started, uh, deer season's wrapping up, um, just making those changes, you know, on my personal properties, it's going to come in a very, very narrow window. So I'm making sure all my equipment is ready to go, um, especially my, my drill, my, you know, all my planters, uh, the, the, all the, the tractor, all the equipment, just get all that stuff knocked out, change the oil, everything. So it's a lot of uh, just maintenance for me um, as far as actual habitat goes. I can't risk going out there and doing anything just because we still have 30 days of rifle season left. 
and I don't want to export any of my target bucks or future bucks to my neighbor uh, because they are there and I, I don't want to get them killed. So I'm, I'm very, very reluctant. And I, and I do tell my clients, you know, I do throw that out there. Like, look, what we do is pretty intrusive. So, you know, I just want you to be aware of that. You know, we talk about the neighbors, make sure there's not any high risk of exporting their deer, you know, during the season like this. So, um, but yeah, that's it. Just getting ready and getting the equipment ready. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the deer are kind of doing the late season thing, or do you have any hunting goals this time of year? You, you trying to, you know, knock down some does this time of year you are you getting out very much uh we wait till middle of january to really start that uh we, we've got a lot of uh fawns that are actually coming into heat right now and so we're paying attention to those doe families those fawns uh, especially uh i've noticed a lot of bucks starting to bump those fawns right now so it, it gets really really hot um right about now till the middle of january so i don't shoot any does till the middle of jan um and I have usually get a lot of buddies come down from Illinois that I have, and we, we have an annual doe swag. We all look forward to it. Uh, but usually we'll take quite a few does, you know, middle of January. But yeah, no, it's this is honestly a great time to kill a, a really, you know, good buck is right now. Right. People overlook right. it. People are done. They're starting duck hunt. Right now, man, it's, it's money. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you staying away from those? food sources in the morning you mentioned you know this morning 13 deer on your yeah. on your food plot are you avoiding those uh areas in the morning it's so tough um it depends on the access but yeah i like evening hunts right now better just because of access uh you wake up and you know this one particular stand is out my back window so i can see what's on the field and you know as soon as daylight's come I mean, there's just dots all over that field so there's no way you can get there uh, it's very, very challenging to get there in the morning. So I like going in the evening. Right. You know, that's personal right. preference. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Tim, Tim, let's let's throw you under the bus here and see what you're doing this time of year, man. Yeah, this is uh, this is bonus season for us. Uh, Sam can attest to it up here in Wisconsin. Typically by now we've got sub-zero temperatures. We've got a couple feet of snow on the ground, and it's it's tough to do a lot and, and get around your property. So um, actually just Saturday, I took advantage of the, the warm weather we've had, uh, no snow yet. I went out and uh, we had done a couple of uh, select cut areas on our property last summer and didn't get a chance to really clean them up. So went out and cut some new travel corridors through there uh, where we wanted to, to move some deer and, and made some small adjustments based on you know, what we saw during the season this year, um, which is something else I always try to do this, this time of year. And it's not so much management. Uh, related, but it's to to sit down and kind of write down what did I see, what did I learn this year. Uh, you know, we spend so much time in the tree and things feel really fresh. But by next spring and summer, when we go to implement those changes, do we still remember exactly what we wanted to do? So you know that that New Year's resolution, those goals lists, you know whatever you want to call it, um, I'm writing those down. I'm I'm making sure I remember what I saw and how I want to make changes to my plan. Uh, so then come next summer, I'm, I'm ready to roll. Yeah, those memories can get real fuzzy come uh, late March or, you know, April when you finally are able to get, you know, out into the timber when there's not too much snow on the ground. Speaking of that, though, I've seen some pictures right now. It looks like early April uh, where a lot of folks are at in Wisconsin from what I'm seeing as far as no snow on the ground, nothing's budding yet, but it, it looks, it has that like springtime look almost. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I don't recall a winter like this in a while. Uh, and so, so like I said, bonus time, right? We can get out, we can do some of those cuttings. 
um, we can we can make some of those changes now. Uh, typically, we just don't have the time. Right. And do do you guys have the bonus antlerless season where you're at? Yeah, we do. Um, the The end of the bow season for us, I believe, ends the seventh. So next, would that be next uh, Saturday or Sunday? Uh, and that's kind of the end of the season. We have a couple of, of antlerless harvests built into the year, but but as of next weekend, uh, everything's finished up here in Wisconsin. We don't have another month like Lee. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sam, what about what about you? You don't have another month like Lee, but yeah, we're, we've been getting into the uh, habitat season for sure. And, and for me, it's been really heavy with the consults. I've been on a lot of properties here in the last month, and that will continue for uh, the next several weeks. I like to fill up the front half of my season intentionally um, to, to try and take advantage of favorable weather before that first big snow hits, which, again, depending on when this airs, uh, next week calling for a good amount of snow to hit at least the southern half of the state. We'll see where it actually tracks. But, you know, so that that's going to come to an end. Uh, it always does. Uh, and winter will settle in. But, you know, getting out on the property, I've been out on my property a few times now, one just to do a general walk through and inventory what was going on a second time. I pulled all my cameras here before this uh, weather uh, is going to be coming in. So I've, I've had a couple times I've been out there and really just trying to observe what I what I thought I saw during the season, if the sign out there confirms it. Um, and, you know, getting that detailed look that's uh, in the in the deer habitat, not just in our hunter access areas. Um, it's always fun. I, that's my favorite, most favorite walk of the season is that first time out on the property as soon as uh, hunting ends. And really for those listening too, is the, the earlier you can get out there, again, when the coast is clear, like all the things Lee was talking about, uh, the earlier you can get out there, the better, because everything you're looking at is relevant to that uh, fall and hunting time frame. Whereas if you go look in the later in the winter and the spring, uh, that sign's going to be different from that which you'd see there, uh, you know, that relates to the season. Right. Right. Yeah. Very good. So, did you get out for any of the, you know, the bonus seasons or antlerless hunts here at the end? We did not. In fact, our, we we thought our doe numbers were down a good amount and just what we're seeing is uh, cameras and whatnot. So we held off. Um, I took advantage of it and did a few other activities. There's some other areas uh, adjacent land that I'm going to be hunting uh, that I, that I haven't hunted in recent years. Uh, so I did some additional scouting beyond just my property and uh, I've already been tagging trees for tree stands and looking at where I'm going to kill next year's buck. There you go. There you go. Well, Jake, uh, man, I know it's hard when your team is still doing well, but uh, what's going on with you this time of year? I'd say very similar to Tim and Sam, you know, doing a lot of evaluating on the property. Uh, Our home property here, we don't really have a, a, a lot of bucks that we're trying to get to the next season. So I'm not really worried about pushing them off. So I, I got in there early, like, like just like Wisconsin here in Michigan, we haven't had uh, much of a winter yet. It's been very mild, warm temperatures. So I'm, I'm taking advantage of that and, and bringing down a lot of trees. Uh, trees hinge a lot uh, better right now when we're above freezing, they're not so brittle. And so if we got 45 degree temperatures, I'm getting back there and taking some trees down, enhancing bedding areas, enhancing travel corridors, also getting into bedding areas. I think what we talked about on the previous podcast, just to open them up a little bit, areas that I noticed that the deer were not using the way that I wanted them to, you know, go in there and evaluate uh, the, the bedding area, try to figure out why and correct it. 
So right now, uh, be, just because uh, the consulting season's about to ramp up for me as well here in Michigan, you know, I need to take advantage of these uh, few free days that I have to go do work on our property. And so I've been trying to take down as many trees as I can, get that sunlight to the ground, uh, just to try to uh, encourage more bedding and, and enhance the travel. Right, right. I, I'm glad you brought that up, though, the, you know, trying to, to use these couple of free days that you have, because I think... And I think we may have mentioned it on a previous episode. There's a there may be a concept out there where it's like, well, these guys are consultants for whitetails, and so their properties, their all their work's done, like they're fully dialed in. And it's like, no, we we have a lot of work to do, and it, it actually gets quite difficult to get right. to get to that work this time of year. They yep, get neglected, to, to be honest. What's that, Sam? They get neglected. It's like an accountant's checkbook. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. We. We didn't uh, we didn't plant our food plots this year. Gosh, I think it must have been mid October, which for us is a little bit different. So I'll go into what what I'm kind of doing as well. So mid to late October is not unheard of to be planting food plots where we're at. But um, you know, so we were a little bit later on it this year. Just had a, a little bit of a busier fall. But uh, so we still have 38 or 39 days left in our deer season in Alabama where I'm hunting. And we're hunting true um, coastal whitetails on on that specific property. We've got some uh, property here closer on a on a lease property that a uh, little bit little bit better quality deer. But these are these on our property down south are truly coastal whitetails, and their rut is February. You know, first ten days of February is kind of the kind of go time for us. So we're still sitting around waiting on some pre rut activity. We're waiting on rubs and scrapes to start popping up. I uh, was actually able to get out and do a little bit of hunting with my son uh, over the Christmas break, actually, and was able to harvest a doe with him. And I showed Sam a picture of the of the doe. It was it was all of what sixty five pounds or something. It was it was not a Wisconsin doe uh, at all. Yeah, it was it was one you throw over your shoulder and you 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 drag it to the truck. But um, that you know the doe the other doe that was with her had a fawn with her, and the fawn had bright white spots and was very, very small, uh, was probably uh, a later drop fawn for us. So it was probably end of October or early November when that fawn was dropped. But it's not uncommon for us to see rutting activity on into, you know, pushing up into turkey season. We've seen bucks chasing does in March, um, late into March, actually. Uh, We are often out turkey hunting and still seeing a lot of scrapes and rubs. And so, you know, along that coastal area, dipping down into Florida, very, very strange, but uh, it's one of the reasons I'm most excited or I'm very excited about the way we approach things with our regional approach because things are so very, very different. I was on the phone with a, a, a potential client today, and he's got a property in South Georgia, and he's, he's talked with several consultants, you know, trying to decide which way he wants to go, and he's got somebody from uh, Minnesota, uh, two different guys from Iowa, uh, and one guy from somewhere out west, and considering having them come in and work on his his whitetail property there in Georgia, and you know, I, they're all going to have a bit of a different a bit of a different approach than uh, maybe somebody from Georgia would have, and that and that goes for each of you guys. They're in your own states. I mean, you've got your own situations that are going on right now, and uh, your own different ways of managing deer. I mean, deer do deer things generally, but at the same time, it always helps to have that local expertise and. Actually, Sam and I were talking about that on a different podcast not very long ago. But, uh, guys, anything else this time of year that you are getting into? Or, or if somebody says, hey, 
what should I be doing on my own property? Maybe I do have these couple of free days. Maybe I, I, I am, am about to get into, you know, habitat season or whatever you might call it. What would you encourage somebody to maybe get out there and do if they're, if they're itching to get out before the snow sets in, Sam? Yeah, one of the things I would I always like to do, I mentioned walking about and seeing the property, but uh, do that with a notebook and uh, marking ribbons. And specifically with that is you're looking at things, I think Tim made reference to this earlier of uh, you know jotting down the things that you know you need to do, making that priority list. Um, if you can get out there and uh, lay these things out as well, putting marking ribbon out there where you want to build a corridor, for example, if you're not able to come back to it for several months, um, you know exactly where it was, you know how the deer were using it, and you know uh, you can remind yourself through those markings what you wanted to do uh, versus how it might look at the end of winter or when the snow melts and you're able to come back on it and all those things. Uh, I, I want to make sure that I, I capture those thoughts in the moment, uh, writing them down or you know putting them in the app on my phone or, uh, and then also marking it in the field. Those are, that's the best, I think, time spent. If you know exactly what you're doing and you want to get after things, uh, just note the, the temp. Uh, Jake made re- reference to this before, but if you're above freezing, uh, cutting trees, especially if you're hinge cutting, the quality will be a lot better. Uh, and then in general, I always like to tell people, focus on your timber. Uh, all of the field work, everything outside of the timber, uh, that's what spring and summer are for. Uh, I want to get all the timber work done before uh, green up even uh, starts to show up. Uh, and if you can capture some of that now, great. Uh, if you can, if you have to do that in the spring, that's all right too, but get that work done because you wanna work on that timber when it looks like fall, uh, not when it looks like summer. Absolutely, absolutely. Anybody else with a, with a last minute piece of guidance for folks? No, I think I think Sam nailed it, and I'll just say a couple things that, uh, additional to that. This is a good time just to evaluate your property, like maybe like the browse pressure on your property. If you have a lot of uh, early successional growth there, like evaluate that. Are you seeing a lot of browse pressure on your property? If you do, then maybe you need to harvest a few does or take down a few more trees. And because we've had such a mild winter, we can really see our food plots well. You know, how did they perform this past season? And do you still have food left? And, you know, that'll tell you a few different things up about your property. Either you need more food or you need to take out a few more deer. So, I mean, just the other, because it's been such a mild winter so far, like I think last week I was out there with the leaf blower blowing off my food plot trails, just to try to get those leaves off of there. So when the, <laughs> when it does start to get a little sun, like that rye will respond, that rye is going to continue to grow. Anytime you get above like, you know, 30 some degrees that that rye is going to grow. So, you know, different, different winter this year. So you're able to do different projects, but yeah. Yeah. Very good. And, just piggybacking kind of off of what you said, it's a good time not just to check the forage that you know is good to see if there's browse pressure there, but check some of those, you know, less desirable species and see if they're getting hit hard as well. Um, I was on a property last January, and as soon as we started walking this property, I started noticing that the American holly was being browsed on. And as we walked more and more of this property, I could see American holly being browsed. And it's like, if deer here are munching on American holly, we've got a severe food shortage this time of year. You know, there's there's nothing out here. And that was confirmed as we walked the rest of the property. But, you know, those those species, I mean, up where up there where you guys are, there may be some conifers that are getting nipped on, you know, in the winter when there's not 
really anything else going on out there for you. But there are indicator species, no matter what region you're in, they're going to say, hey, this is a red flag. Like if, if the deer are munching on this, probably not going to be good for you. So, all right, gentlemen. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out our Instagram page as well as our YouTube channel where you'll find this podcast and a whole bunch of others where we are breaking down different properties and uh, just having a good time doing it. So thanks for your time, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's show. If you found this helpful, do us a favor and leave us a review wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram at whitetail underscore partners, on Facebook, Whitetail Partners LLC, on YouTube by simply searching Whitetail Partners, or online at whitetailpartners.com.